Well, hello. Welcome back to the Wisdom and the Tangents podcast. I'm excited for another episode with you today. Thank you for pressing play. I'm excited to chat. This one's going to be fun. This is going to be a little bit different than the others. I'm sitting down with my good friend, Taylor Swift. Um, wait, no, sorry. I said that wrong. I am going to be sharing some things that I learned from watching Taylor Swift. That was that's what I meant to say. That's what's in my notes. OK, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about all things Taylor Swift. So wherever you are on the spectrum of people out there, if you are like the biggest Swifty and you saw her on Eras tour multiple times and exchanged all of the friendship bracelets, or if you are one of the three people out there that is just like, I don't really know who Taylor Swift is. Maybe I've heard teardrops on my guitar like way on back in the day. Um, wherever that is, wherever you are, this is going to be for you. We're, we're talking about marketing. We are talking about some business tips that I have gained uh, just by watching what Taylor Swift does. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wisdom and the Tangents podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. I'm here to help you grow your business, build community, and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Every week, I bring in other photographers, creative entrepreneurs, and business professionals. So whether it's from our topic of the episode or one of the many tangents that we will follow, you will walk away with some wisdom to implement in your business and in your life. Each interview is recorded live in our Facebook community where you can ask questions and be part of the conversation. I am not a uh, self-proclaimed Swifty. Um, I am a fan of Taylor Swift, but I don't think I'm quite Swifty level yet um, because I don't know all the lyrics and all that, but I do enjoy following her on TikTok. That's fun. And uh, and all seeing all the things that y'all Swifties like to do. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to be going over five different things that I have noticed that Taylor Swift does in her marketing, in her um, in her business, uh, which you may be like, I don't even know what you're talking about, John. What do you mean? She is an artist. She creates a song. She puts it out there on iTunes or wherever people get music uh, these days. I, I like to buy records still. Uh, I, I like vinyl records, which uh, I'll get into to, uh, her latest vinyls. You might just be thinking she creates music. She puts it out there. People buy the music if they like it. What marketing is there? Um, and, you know, the same thing could be said for your creative business that you create something or uh, you create your service. You put it out there. People buy it if they want it. What more is there to marketing? What do you actually do? So she does a lot. Um, one of the things I'm going to, if I'm looking down, I'm looking at my notes. I didn't have time to put them up anywhere. So I apologize for no eye contact if you're watching on YouTube. Um, but the first thing that I'm going to go through, I, I'm going through five of these. I'm going to try and make this pretty quick. But uh, this first one is that she builds connections. Um, and if you know anything about Taylor Swift, if you know anything about Swifties, if you know anything about this era's tour and the friendship bracelets that I mentioned earlier, people have built connections 
with Taylor Swift herself, but also with each other, the other fans. She has built a community that other people uh, of of like mind, other people who enjoy the same things, who enjoy her music, which is her product, they they have that connection together. So she has cultivated that. That is not just something that happened. It's not just because two people were like, oh, you like Taylor Swift? So do I. Let's become best friends and bring in millions of other people. Uh, no, she has cultivated this. She, um, one, uh, has, you know, uh, th- this happens with a lot of different musicians, but her fan base has a nickname. They're called Swifties. And that builds connection right away if you are both called Swifties. I uh, listen to uh, another podcast. There are other podcasts out there. It's okay. You can listen to them, but just listen to this one first. Uh, there's another one called the Popcast, P-O-P. They talk about pop culture and stuff. They've uh, definitely talked about Taylor Swift a few times. And um, and they're community that they have built are uh, their patreons are called bfots the best friends of the show bfots as an acronym um so some of us who are bfots we uh, we have that built-in community because we we like the same sort of thing i had someone recently come up to me and say you know oh i saw on instagram that they like reshared one of your stories and I didn't know that you were a BFOTS. I am too. And then we just started talking about their last AUA thing and, you know, Aaron's weak ankles and stuff. And it was fun. It was that built-in connection that we have because we enjoy the same thing. So what you can do to use this in your business is create that kind of community around what you offer. So if you are a photographer, then you can create a Facebook group to have people who um, are looking for tips and tricks for whatever niche your photography is in. But you can create that kind of community, either through like a Facebook group or a local meetup, or uh, if you have like a Patreon or something, if you do teach things or have a special like uh, paid membership or something, that creates community because it's a, a certain number of people. It's a niche group that is not just everyone and anyone. So having that community is great. Another thing that she does with uh, building community is she engages with her fans. I have seen so many TikTok videos of people just looking at their phone in shock and awe because it it shows the little heart next to a comment that they made on Taylor Swift's video and Taylor liked it. And they just, it's that reciprocity of like, they like your stuff, they're commenting on your stuff. And then she, as the, the author, the person who put that out there, liked it back or commented back or shared someone's video to her stories or something like that, that people just go crazy about, which of course, this is a very elevated experience. She's got millions of followers and, you know, it's, it's a lot bigger than, you know, someone who maybe has like uh, a thousand followers on Instagram and is building their business. I, I hear you and I see you. These are different things, but it's just the scale. 
So if someone is posting about your business or uh, maybe you're a photographer and they shared a photo and they tagged you in it, or sometimes they don't even tag you and that's okay, still comment and like it. But if they share about your services or they share about what you have done, be sure to comment, be sure to engage because one that is building that relationship with them, which is super important because that's going to cause them to want to engage with your things a lot more. Um, but also that's showing other people out there who are just stumbling across you. Maybe uh, this reel just popped up in their explore tab or, you know, through like scrolling through reels and then they see it and they see that under each of the comments, the author, you are going back and commenting and something more than just like, thanks or like a thumbs up emoji, um, if people still use those, but, uh, you're like commenting something back, you know, if someone's like, Oh my gosh, this wedding looks so gorgeous. And you're like, Oh, thank you so much. The vendor team was amazing. We loved, uh, this entire thing. These florals are insane. Something like that. That is more than just like a, Oh, Hey, thanks for liking this video. So it's something that she does. She engages with her fans. Um, she also will notice the ones who are there a lot. The ones who are sharing a lot of her, her songs, who make a whole TikToks deep diving into the meanings of different songs. Um, and she actually will like handpick people different fans and then bring them out to uh her place or someplace and do like a little private concert or a fun dinner party or something. She's done this a few times, which, you know, I mean, most Swifties are going to be Taylor Swift fans for life, but these that get handpicked by her are going to be fans forever for the afterlife, even uh, where they're going to be singing her praises. And just like, she is genuinely this person. We love her. She invited me out for this party and it was so cool. So doing something like that, even you can, you can notice the people that like share your photos often, or whenever you create like a mini session event on Facebook, they're sharing it with their friends. They're putting it out there. They're promoting your brand for free, you can be like, Hey, I see you. Thank you so much for always being so supportive. You know, here's a $5 gift card to Starbucks. Go, go get yourself a coffee today. Or, you know, uh, next time I do many sessions, I'm going to save one of those spots for you. You get first dibs and then I'll book the other ones out or something like that. Just a little, a little treat, a little gift to someone that you've seen, um, really sharing about your stuff. Uh, so that is the first one. The second thing that Taylor Swift has taught me about business is to build anticipation. Um, we can, whenever we have special offers or like I just mentioned, mini sessions, um, whenever we have things that we're going to be announcing that either um, doing the special thing on such and such day, or I'm going to be launching uh, a new course, or I have this uh, like freebie guide or something for you. Instead of just 
cold launching. Hey, I made this thing. Go download it. Go get this thing. Go sign up for my mini sessions. Instead of just hard launching, build anticipation, um, create some stories or even a post about like, hey, I'm going to be announcing this on Monday. So get ready. What are your guesses? What do you think we're going to be doing uh, you know, leave that in the comments or uh, build a timeline, not a timeline, a countdown. Uh, you can add a countdown on Instagram into your stories and people can like subscribe to it and stuff and it'll announce whenever it goes off. But you can you can build that anticipation. You can um, shoot emails to your email list of like a countdown of all right 12 days until we announce our next course and no one has idea any idea what the course is going to be about and they're just like okay well is this going to be like a posing course or is this going to be like a marketing course or is this going to be like how to revamp your instagram because engagement is dead like what is this course going to be about and then they start talking and there's more anticipation than just throwing it out there cold launching no one's ready for it and yeah sure you might get some sales you might get some people to sign up for your minis but uh for the most part uh no one's really paying attention because they didn't know to pay attention In this world, you can edit your own photos. Oh man, this is taking forever. How long have you been at that anyway? Uh, almost six weeks now, and they're due any day. Or you can let AI do the editing for you. Haven't you heard of Imagine AI? Yeah, but I don't really know how it works. I don't want some robot editing my photos. Uh, it's a computer. And it's really simple. You just upload photos that you've already edited and the AI learns how to edit just like you. So it's kind of like I'm still editing. Uh, in a way, yeah, sure. Except you're not camping out at your computer every night. This busy season. Okay, I'll try it, but I need them back tonight. The future is now. Oh, it's already done. That was faster than I expected. Go to allheartphoto.com slash AI and get your first 1,500 images edited for free with Imagine AI. That's allheartphoto.com slash AI and embrace the new technology. So how I saw this with Taylor Swift, um, she recently... Uh, earlier this year uh, came out with her album um, Midnights. And when she was releasing the, uh, uh, the track list names, the titles of the songs, she built anticipation by doing uh, like every night at midnight uh, on TikTok, she would release a video of her, revealing one of the song titles. So it was a huge uh, buildup of anticipation for uh, Taylor Swift fans because they were like, okay, what is, uh, what's track eight going to be? What is uh, track 13? What is this, you know, number one title going to be in this album? I want to know what this is because it gives me a glimpse into what the song is. It was just building anticipation. So many people were just like refreshing TikTok at 1159 just waiting for 
that midnight's uh, TikTok to drop so that they can see what this next uh, album title was going to be. So building that sort of anticipation for your products, for your services, for a new launch, for something new, even if you're going into a new niche, if you're like, hey, I'm kind of stepping out of uh, family photos now, I want to pivot into weddings, you could do a countdown into the release of your new wedding website. And then boom, people can go check it out. And they're excited to go check it out because you've been counting down. So that anticipation is huge. Um, another thing that I like to do with kind of anticipation is um, I like to do 12 days of gifts during the holiday season. You know, there's the whole like 12 days of Christmas deal. Um, and I like to lead up to or do like the first 12 days of December. So these gifts can get to people before Christmas. And I will reach out to other small business owners in my area um, or wherever, really, uh, people that I have connections with that I just want to support them. And I will buy from local small businesses, like people who hand make things, people, these are small artisans. They're not uh, machine made off, you know, in a factory somewhere. And I will buy something from 12 different places. And then every day I'm running a giveaway deal uh, and giving away to someone who's commented on that post. I've done this a few times, planning on doing it again this December. Uh, so follow along if you want to win something on one of those 12 days. Uh, but that's a fun way of building anticipation. The prizes often, you know, they increase in value as the days go on. So someone might win like a, a small little something on day one. And then other people are oh what is this oh okay they're getting bigger every day i'm gonna check back in for day seven and i will be here through day 12 um, so that's something you can do another thing that i have seen taylor swift do i really i have been picking up i have picked up this coffee mug seven times while i've been recording but these solo shows i don't get a, a chance to take a drink because i'm just it's me i'm talking um i'm the problem it's me and now I get coffee and then I just spilt some on my camera battery over there. It's cool. It's probably water resistant, um, hopefully. So one other thing, the third thing that I've seen Taylor Swift do that I am implementing in my business is dropping Easter eggs. If you are a Swifty, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This is something that is kind of hidden usually very hidden uh, with Taylor, but it's something that's hidden. It's not out there. It's not a big headline, um, but it's something that if people are paying attention, they could, they could see, Oh, this, uh, you know, her, uh, you know, one of them was like, she had a certain uh, color of nail polish on, which revealed the color scheme for the next album release. And some people caught on, cut onto that before the album release then then that was like oh yeah no i got that easter egg before or they're like looking back at old music videos and seeing things and be like oh well that was like way back here but that was pointing toward the folklore this is insane and uh you know taylor swift has even said in interviews that uh you know she has so many easter eggs through all of her stuff that uh they will she probably won't be around anymore by the time people finally find the last Easter eggs. So um, it's it's a fun thing to do. I, I did this earlier this year, 
maybe, I think. When did I redo my website? That was this year, 2023. It was like springish, maybe, of 2023 that I um, redid my website, um, Trio Creative. Hey, shout out to Allie and all of y'all. Um, she's been on the show before, episode, I'm going to say, 116. Go check it out. Uh, or somewhere around there. I know it was in the one teens. Uh, but yeah, also listen to 116. I'm sure that was good. Um, but yeah, Allie was on the show and uh, I used uh, one of their templates and she helped me design it. So it was great. But whenever I released that website, I one built anticipation like in uh, number two that I was talking about earlier. And then I also put in a bunch of Easter eggs on my website. And I told people, hey, I just launched my website. Today is the day. Go check it out. And also, I put a bunch of Easter eggs on my website, which all point to each other except for one. And that one will take you to a link. And once you go there, send me a screenshot. And anyone who sends me a screenshot, you'll be entered to win a free photo shoot. So everyone... So many people like the traffic on my website skyrocketed for that week because people were going there. And one, a couple things that this did was the traffic, um, which Google saw, oh, this is a popular website. I see that the design has changed and that has attracted a lot more people. We're going to boost it up in the rankings. But then also because these were hidden Easter eggs. Uh, which uh, let me get into the Easter eggs real quick. These were uh, things that I told people that they should look out of place. It was like um, a link that like the background was like a, a weird color. Didn't go with the color scheme. It was like, Oh, that's probably an Easter egg or like one of my FAQs. Um, I was talking about uh, traveling. What my, what, my policy is on travel and fees and all of that. And then part of that was like, you know, even if we're like traveling out uh, intergalactically or something, uh, you know, click here if you're interested in having your wedding shot on the moon. And then that was like, well, that's, that's kind of out of place, but also kind of with my brand and my personality. So maybe not so out of place, but that link brought them to another page or something would say, you know, if you're looking for uh, something that shouldn't belong, go check out the page uh, where you learn more about me. And it's like, oh, well, I'm going to go to the about me page. And then they scroll through that. So because everyone was chasing those Easter eggs and trying to find the things that John had hidden on the website uh, in order to find the link to the thing they have to screenshot to win a free photo shoot, uh, they were spending a lot more time on my website. So that was also telling Google and other search engines, but I really just care about Google. It's like 97% of searches, uh, but it was telling search engines that one, this is a popular website because more people are coming here now. And two, it is a valuable website because these people are staying here. So your bounce rate is like how long people stay there. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's like 19 seconds because people just like 
jump on they see that you're not for them and then they jump off and other times like a minute and a half because they're reading through your about me or they're going through your pricing page um, or looking through your portfolio and mine had jumped from like about two-ish minutes on average to like four and a half minutes and um and it was great uh because it it really did boost me up in uh google i ended up going to like number two right behind wedding wire um for my local market so that is something you can do if you're going to be launching something throw some easter eggs in there it's fun it gets the engagement going it gets your community engaged with what you're doing instead of just hey here's a new thing go purchase it go check it out whatever number four before number four I'll take another sip I'm so bad about splashing coffee as I'm putting it back over there. Number four. The fourth thing that I've seen that Taylor Swift does that I have implemented in my business is her authenticity, the way that she shows up as herself and not afraid to be herself, not afraid to be um Taylor Swift, not afraid to show what she likes and what she dislikes and all of that without, and, and this is important, without oversharing, uh, because sometimes we can show up authentically or we hear people say like, show up and like, you know, show up with the messy bun and like the kids running around and the no makeup and, you know, you just share about your life and that is totally cool and you should do that. Um, however. Don't take that to an extreme where you're like ranting about the hard things of your life and you're like bringing people down. It is totally fine to share about the hard things of your life. I'm not saying that you have to hide those things. Um, there have been so many uh, women out there, especially who I have followed that have shared hard things like um, going through IVF or having miscarriages or just uh, rough things going on with their children and how they're trying to parent them well and all of that. And, uh, and that stuff that uh, endears me and their followers to them also. Um, but you just want to have good boundaries about what you want to share. Um, something that I heard uh, Jasmine Starr say a few times on her podcast and through all the different education that she's shared is um, her rule is if she wouldn't share this with someone on the plane next to her, she's not going to put it online. So I think of that, you know, I'm much more introverted, so I'm not always like sharing a ton, but like if I'm uh, chatting with someone anywhere at the grocery store on an airplane, whatever, if I wouldn't just tell a complete stranger about this hardship in my life or about this personal um, personal aspect of my life or my family's life or, or whatever, then I'm not going to put that out online. That's not going to be something that I talk about in my stories because um, that is more personal. Uh, we're trying, we're like starting to do that with our kids where we're not like showing them as much online. We used to show a lot more of just like our family dynamics and all of that. But, uh, but we're trying not to do that, not to show our kids faces all that much um, on social media. So that is one of those boundaries that I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to be like posting videos of the kids all the time. Um, 
And if I do post photos, it's probably not going to be of their faces and, you know, for, for the most part. So having those boundaries of what to share without oversharing, but still being authentic. Um, so if you follow Taylor, you probably know that, uh, that she loves cats. Uh, everyone knows that she loves cats. I think that even people who don't follow her know that she loves cats. Um, cause she's, uh, very open about that. She talks about her cats. Uh, they're in a lot of the videos that she shares and, you know, you know, she loves like, uh, vintage clothing and the number 13 and like all of these different things that she, she shares about openly and that you can identify with and you can build that, you know, more connection kind of going back to the, the first thing that I shared about was being authentic and showing up as yourself helps to build those connections too. And then the fifth and final thing that I have seen Taylor Swift do that I uh, implement in my business and that I think you should too is she um, empowers herself and also empowers other people. So this kind of ties in, I mean, a lot of this ties in with connections, which marketing is about making connections. You it's not effective marketing if you don't make a connection with the audience in some way or another. There is a reason that in Coca-Cola ads, they open that up and, you know, open the bottle and it just like it fizzes and it's got like the ice dripping down the outside of the glass bottle. And like someone is just like sweaty as a hot day and they just take that sip and like you can feel just watching it, you can feel how cold that ice cold Coke is just like going down their throat and just like sitting in their belly and just like how it feels whenever you are so overheated and you have that cool drink. That's a connection. Uh, they're not sharing about their favorite, you know, animals and favorite, uh, you know, uh, numbers and all that kind of stuff. But those are connections that are being made in marketing. So it all ties back to that and empowering others is another way of building those connections and another way that uh, Taylor Swift does that. And, you know, she is also not afraid to empower herself, which I think is so relatable and so inspirational for a lot of people to see her um, stand up for things and stand up for herself. You know, when um, a lot of streaming platforms were not paying artists near what they should for their songs and, you know, how often they stream them, she stood up to them and she was like, you need to, to raise the amount that you are paying artists. And they were like, no. And then she said, okay, cool. And pulled all of her music off streaming platforms. You could not stream Taylor Swift songs. You had to go purchase the albums, um, which her fans, uh, most of them already had the albums anyway. So they were like, oh, that's cool. I'm just not going to use the streaming platform anymore. And, uh, and then that changed. And now you can stream her songs again. And, you know, if you know anything about uh, Taylor Swift, you probably know that there are Taylor's version songs that she has re-recorded those albums because of a whole deal with her not, you know, uh, losing the or not not having the rights to her songs and all of that Scooter Braun uh, deal where um, she was not going to be making money from people listening to her music or purchasing those old albums. So instead of just like being sad about it, she was like, all right, cool. I'm going to re-record everything. 
And I'm also going to make it better because I'm going to add bonus songs that I wrote around that time period that just didn't make it in. Or I'm going to do like a 10 minute extended cut that everyone loves and make music videos that were never with these songs. And like she didn't only make something new, but also brought extra to it, more added value. But because she recorded or re-recorded those albums and added the bonuses and that extra value, all of the Swifties were just like looking forward to the next time that she was dropping the next Taylor's version album. And, you know, if you are a Swiftie, you know, you do not play, you do not stream any song that doesn't have the parentheses Taylor's version after it. And again, Going back to those connections that she makes through interacting with her fans and building the those that two way connection instead of just one way that caused her fans to want to purchase these albums, to want to uh, like the the Midnight's album that she did, which is not Taylor's version because it's new. It is, I guess, still Taylor's version, but um but like she released four different uh, vinyl colors and you could get all of them and like all the covers matched up and you could put them together and make a clock is a whole big deal that a ton of people purchased all four of them because they have that connection and they want to support her. They want to give their money to her because they have that connection with her and because she does great things with that money. A side note, like through the Eras tour, she was giving hundreds of thousands of dollars to different charities and like all of the cities that she toured, which is a huge thing, which with your business, you can partner with uh, local charities and organizations and, um, and give to them either monetarily or uh, through like your products and services, like in kind uh, to where they can use those. Um, I do that a lot with like offering headshots for different organizations because yeah, they they don't have a lot of money. A lot of these nonprofits because they're nonprofit, <laughs> and all all of the would be profits are going into uh, helping others. So just offering a little something for them is a great way to give back to the community. So side note, a little five point one, five and a half, five and a half things. Um, but yeah, she she empowers others and she empowers herself, which builds even deeper connections because people feel inspired by her uh, to empower their own selves and to help encourage and empower those around them. To uh, to recap a little bit of these five and a half things uh, that I have learned from Taylor Swift in marketing is uh, one, build connections be there, build connections with your, uh, with your audience, engage with them and be present and then empower others, empower yourself, be bold, go out there, do great things. Um, and we'll, we'll throw in the, the half, uh, charity work and, and stuff like that. Um, and then also build anticipation for your services and offers. Don't just cold drop those and just launch something into a cold audience, build that up, make everyone warm, make them ready. Sometimes people are going to get, you know, turn into some, some hot leads because they're just on their seat on their seat, on the edge of their seat, not even barely even on their seat anymore. Uh, just waiting for whatever it is 
that you're going to drop because you have built this anticipation. So doing that, making it fun with some Easter eggs and scavenger hunts and, um, you know, even uh, just like a quiz or something of like, you know, without Googling this answer, this question and, uh, and just making, making it fun and then be authentic, show up as yourself, show up to your audience. Um, they'll relate to you. They will feel connection with you. And, uh, those are all very great things. And in my opinion, very important things for you to do in your business. And you can see, uh, it has been very helpful for Taylor Swift. Uh, she's, uh, you know, made like, I think after the heiress tour is over is going to be like over a billion dollars or something on all of this and has, uh, like raised billions of dollars in the economy of the cities that she's toured to, uh, which has been uh, amazing. So implement these things. Think of some unique ways that you can uh, implement like the, the Easter eggs implement something like uh, the, uh, the anticipation countdown into your next offer. Or something like that. So if you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, share it with your Swifty friends and, uh, and, and take these, take these tips. These are useless if you just let them sit here. So take them, let them be useful for you, implement them into your business and, um, yeah, share the episode, subscribe. If you're not subscribed yet, um, if you have any, uh, suggestions for other episodes. I love to hear what y'all would love to hear on this podcast. So definitely shoot me a DM wit.pod W I T T dot P O D on Instagram. Um, or my personal business one is, uh, all heart photo. You can reach out to me either way on there. Uh, Taylor Swift's at probably just at Taylor Swift. I don't even think I have to look that one up. Uh, if you want to go see what she's about <laughs> and see all of these things firsthand uh, that I talked about. Um, but yeah, go stream her music wherever you can stream it. Buy it if you want. She is not a sponsor. This is in no way affiliated with Taylor Swift. Um, and if I do end up using a picture of her for the cover, that is owned by her. I do not have uh, copyright for that probably shouldn't do that i don't think i'm gonna do that um anyway thanks for joining me for another week and i will see you next week with another great episode bye y'all how do i stop it i can't see my screen stop <laughs>